Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to the Creator Spotlight here on the Spotlight. I am Steven Jensen, joined as always by Jeremy Lambert. And our guest today is a former MMA fighter, a current professional wrestler. He is the evolution of combat, the king of the cross-arm breaker, Weapon X, Matt Mikowski, joining the show today. Matt, thanks for joining us. How are you doing, man? Good. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for having me, Jeremy. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate yeah. you coming on the show. Yeah, absolutely, man. You're someone we wanted to have on for a while because... Um, I'm a big MMA fan and a big pro wrestling fan. So like you're in both of those worlds, uh, successful in both of those worlds. Um, before we get into all that, um, it's great to have you back in wrestling, man. After that, after that long layoff and that injury, it's really great to see you back, dude. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Yeah. 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 Well, what was the road to recovery like? Cause I, I know I've seen you tweet about that a bit. Like, I know, I know it was a, a bit of a struggle to get back and kind of like a long road. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, torn ACL is never, uh, uh, you know, an easy injury. I don't, I don't believe. And um, I just, I wanted to make sure I, I didn't come back. I'd rather come back too late than too early. You know, um, uh, I'll be, I'll be 37 in a, in a week. So, <laughs> so I, um, you know, another kind of big thing like that might, might kind of spell the, the end uh, for me. I don't know, but uh, I just, um yeah, I just kind of made sure I had all my ducks in a row before I uh, before I got back in the ring. Yeah, yeah. Um, was that something you you dealt with? Kind of like, I mean, being thirty seven, you had a whole MMA career, you know, prior to this big, you know, wrestling run you're on. Is that something you've always kind of dealt with, like throughout MMA, kind of throughout your whole life through training, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, like dealing with injuries and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Uh, it's going to come with the territory when it comes to combat sports or just physical sports in general, and then and, and aging. Like I, I watch, I watch a lot of. I'm a big sports fan all around. Like I'm football is probably my uh, favorite thing. I um, kind of grew up playing playing football uh, in my youth and. Yeah, just like the injury report after, you know, I play like fantasy, right? And it's like the injury report after each week is like, oh my gosh, torn this, torn that. This guy broke his leg. It's like, you know, it's like, oof. And and watching like mixed martial arts now or combat sports in general is a little tough for me because I'm just like every little, every hit is like, I'm just like, oh, oh no. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you know, it, it comes with it. It comes with the territory. Uh, it's um yeah it's, it's it's something you're gonna have to deal with so um i've 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 been through you know i dealt with stuff in high school and uh you know and then uh, my mma career was actually relatively injury free uh well yeah for the most part um until the end i guess and then uh and then yeah i just got into got into pro wrestling and it, and it really wasn't because of pro wrestling that i got injured it was just a kind of a freak thing and like i was doing a, a a judo throw in a match and my knee just wasn't having that. So, um, you know, just kind of a freak thing. And, um, you know, I've had, uh, 
good handful of matches since I've been back. I feel great. And um, yeah, just kind of keep on, keep on going till, till the wheels fall off here. <laughs> I want to ask about the transition from MMA to pro wrestling. What made you kind of go, go that direction? Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a good question. I could probably talk for a bit about that, but the short story is, um, you know, kind of getting out of MMA in, in 2010. Um, I basically just needed something new for myself. Uh, I kind of went a few years just kind of doing what I was doing. I was coaching at a gym, uh, doing personal training. Um, you know, just kind of just getting by, I guess. And, uh, I kind of fell into like a pretty deep depression and it just like, I didn't really have anything going on. I, um, and, uh, I, I had always thought I would always like, kind of like, maybe I could try wrestling. Like I, I grew up watching wrestling as a kid. Um, I kind of fell back in love with it in the, in the late two thousands, um, through Chikara in Philadelphia. And, um, I don't know. I would always kind of go to like wrestling school websites and like just peruse and like check it out. And then, and then finally the, the wrestle factory in, in, in Philly was, would do these like free, like a free thing, you know, um, like a trial class or basically. And I was like, what do I have to lose? I'm going to check this out. And I went there and it was like, I was like, this is, this is great. This is awesome. This is just like, a lot of it's like, just like jujitsu or like a, like a martial arts class is very similar. And like, and it roll like all the basics like rolling and and break falling and like bumping as we would call it in wrestling right so i don't know it just kind of clicked and it was like this new frontier for me and i was like it kind of really pulled me out of this funk that i was in in my life and uh you know i i like to credit pro wrestling for for really kind of pulling me out of this i mean you could talk to my talk to my wife and everything about how i was in those little like i call it like the dark ages but um so yeah, wrestling kind of pulled me out of the dark ages and, uh, um, yeah, I mean, that was, that's kind of the, the main like transition in terms of my, like my life. But, um, as far as like maybe more like the sports end of it, you know, I was watching people like, uh, Tom Lawler, Shayna Baszler, uh, you know, there's even some like Dom Garini, uh, who's a, who's a jujitsu practitioner, um, obviously Ronda Rousey was, uh, she, when, when, when did she start? Like mid 2000, 20, 2010s or whatever, like 2015, 2016. Is that when she'd started? Anyway, it was something around, uh, around that time. And, um, uh, and Riddle too, um, you know, and I'm like, you know, this is something I've always wanted to try. And again, I was like, let me, let me give this a shot. And, uh, you know, I went to that free class where I had nothing to lose. And, and then, uh, from there it was like, I didn't have to commit to anything crazy in terms of like tuition at the school. There was like a, it was basically a seven week, like beginner course that was like, you know, 200 bucks or something. And I was like, Hey, this, this is, this was fun. Let me, let me try this, you know? So, and it just kind of snowballed from there. And then uh, a couple of months later, I kind of signed up for like full-time training and, uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of pretty much how that got started. Some uh, you know, some of the names you mentioned, um, like Filthy Tom Waller, for instance. I know you wrestled him, and if I yeah. remember correctly, y'all were building to a rematch prior to your injury in BLP, I believe. Yeah, um, I, that was a match that was scheduled uh, before I got 
hurt. Yeah. What what's it like actually wrestling him? Like you saw him make that transition because I remember him as like a top five like light heavyweight in the UFC, and he was always like the flamboyant, flashy. Like Dana White hated him because he would come out like like the funny ring gear with the funny entrance music and stuff like that. And then he was like the perfect person to make the move into pro wrestling yeah, with his skill set and his his uh his kind of a uh, whole presentation and his his uh, character and everything. Yeah. No. I uh, Tom's great. I mean, I um. You know, we, we chat from time to time um, and uh, yeah, getting to wrestle him was a uh, basically a bucket list thing for me in terms of my wrestling career. Uh, so I, I can't thank BLP enough for, for making that happen. Um, and yeah, I mean, to to be able to wrestle him a second time was going to be uh, amazing. And yeah, it just kind of kind of fell through there because of the injury and everything. Well, there should be plenty more opportunities for that. I mean, you guys are in similar circles all over the the world of the Indies, and it's. I mean, I, I love the the transition, like or just this the the way you incorporate MMA into pro wrestling, especially like what's like your move set and everything. I mean, you're you may be the first person we've ever interviewed, and you're on a, a short list, anyways, that would even have this, where you have a sure dog page and you know a uh, cage match page. Yeah. So like, you know. Um, <laughs> So, uh, I mean, it's wild. Like, I mean, for people who might not know this, you, you rear naked choked Joe Schilling. I mean, that's like pretty badass. Even just like have that on your resume in general. Yeah. Um, thanks. That's, yeah, probably, yeah. that's one of my, uh, yeah, that's one of my like feathers in my cap, you know, <laughs> but a lot of, um, uh, wrestling, uh, fans, they don't know who Joe Schilling is, but like, that was, that was huge for me in the moment. He, I, he, he wasn't even, I knew he was like, super dangerous i don't think he was world champion i think he became world champion after i fought him in mixed martial arts um but yeah w- there's this joke um that a buddy of mine since he knocked out melvin manhoff um <laughs> it's like a kevin bacon thing where it's like i beat fedor yeah exactly yeah, yeah. like melvin beat so-and-so who beat so-and-so who beat fedor or something and yeah i don't know I always kind of joke about that, but yeah, Joe, that was a huge fight for me. That was like my, I think my second fight. I mean, my, my pro wrestling career uh, has mirrored my MMA career a lot in, in a lot of ways in terms of like my MMA career wasn't very long, but I did a lot of cool stuff or stuff I'm very proud of in a short period of time. And it's very similar with wrestling. Um, I, I accomplished a lot of the stuff I wanted to do, like within like the, I mean, not, I'm not bragging about this at all. And I had humble goals, but um, like within the first six months, I, I was on Chikar's King of Trios. I was in Bloodsport and uh, I wrestled at Beyond Wrestling. And those were three of my big indie wrestling goals. Um, so, I mean, honestly, everything after this has been kind of like icing on the cake. I'm just trying to just rolling with the punches and, and doing, doing the best I can. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, the most people. I'm glad you brought up Joe Schilling before bringing up the Nick Sarah thing, because you know that's usually what I get. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if you want to elaborate that, and you can't on that <laughs> as well. You, you absolutely can. I, I I mean, Joe Schilling. I mean, if people don't even know who he is, he's been on like Joe Rogan show. Yeah. Up. I mean, he's 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 become very well known. And for people who don't know, he's a world champion kickboxer who did have some MMA fights, and you defeated him in MMA with the rear naked choke. Which is, yeah, yeah. Yes, I mean, just that that is. But no one else on the show has ever choked out Joe Schilling. That's the so, <laughs> yeah. um, I was, I was going to bring up the Nick Sarah fight kind of in a different way. Yeah. And just that like you were part of those elite XC days when they were like a kind of a true challenger brand. And like what they were doing was a lot of 
pro wrestling mixed into it. I mean, mm-hmm. the Kembo Slice. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the, With the promotion, legend. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Like, the big, the big like, kind of wrestling stage. I borrowed a lot of elements from Pride and everything. Yes. I went to... I went to a lot of those Elite XC shows. I was there when Fedor knocked out Brett Rogers, uh, Fedor and Giant Silva. I was at that show. Like I was at a bunch of these uh, shows. And, and Kimbo, and I was not at Kimbo and Thompson. I was at the the infamous Kimbo Petrozelli. Petrozelli, yeah. Yes. That was supposed to be Shamrock, right? Yeah, it was supposed yeah, to be yeah, Shamrock. Yeah, yeah. That was cut yeah. in the back beforehand. Yeah. Something crazy. Yeah. That was know. that was a crazy night. But being, I mean, you were part of the the first Elite XC primetime show. And like, you know, what happened? in the fight happened in the fight but just like being part of that like what are, what are your memories from that uh it's i mean it was pretty incredible i um i came out wearing legion of doom shoulder pads <laughs> by the way i remember this yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and I, I made like a mask out of plastic that was like his face paint and i, I it was just it's always been in me like a little bit like at least I, I, the fandom i um I did the, I think I did the triple H water spit when I came out, like, <laughs> but yeah, really cool stage long, like a long, uh, walkway to the ring presentation was awesome. Um, yeah. And I just, you know, I was a blue belt at the time and I was, uh, fighting, a you know, a, an accomplished jujitsu practitioner. I realize he's not the greatest mixed martial arts fighter, but in a grappling match, he probably would have beat me 10 out of 10, um, and uh, yeah, so I have been training my. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill my balls off in like submission defense and obviously my, my striking was was much better than his um uh but yeah it was a it was a big fight for me it was a one of a former world champion's brother i know he's not his brother uh you know but it's um it, it was a big deal for me at the time like i'm uh i'm like 20 years old or, uh, and yeah, it was, you know, the people like shit on that fight now, and like, and uh, a lot of weird, a lot of weird stuff. It's been on, it's been on a lot of crazy compilations, like weirdest MMA finishes and stuff like that, because of the way it ended. Um, which I think is, it's weird because I think people don't. I hit him, I kick him in the leg, then he sits down. But the way the camera cuts, it looks like he just sits down randomly. So I think people don't realize that I kicked him, then he sat. But I'm, I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> well, because well, what you're getting at, well, to be fair, what you're getting at is basically a TKO from a leg kick versus yeah. a DQ by not standing up, basically. Well, so, I mean, you guys watch Mixed Martial Arts, and I, I, this is 2008. Re- mixed Martial Arts, as we know, it's still you know relatively new. It's just getting on te- – that was the first nationally televised event, right? Um, that, that match wasn't, that was on the undercard, but, um, so like people are probably like, why leg kick, like leg kicks. There's still not very, like, it's not really like a thing that's, uh, you know, that the, uh, common fight fan is aware of or, or realizes can maybe end a fight. Um, so yeah, I always took it as a TKO via leg kicks 
And uh, yeah, I know on ShareDog, that's probably the biggest thing. On ShareDog, yeah. it's listed as DQ refusal to get up from butt scoot. Yeah. Uh, and that's why it gets so much attention. <laughs> but um, it was a TKO being like, I don't know. I guess it was. But I don't know. Kevin, Kevin Mulhall was the ref. Great ref. Um, he had warned him earlier, uh, I think, because he kind of he, he wouldn't get up earlier because I, I didn't want to go down into his guard. I wasn't trying to like grapple with the guy. Um, sure. So I'm like, get up, you know. And and then the second time he like didn't get up, so Mohal disqualified him. Uh, I don't know where the whole DQ refusal to get up from butt scoot thing came <laughs> from. But that that's got to be the most hilarious like way of victory though. Yeah, like, just really. as a listing, if somebody is just like reading that <laughs> of course that's why it's made so many lists yes, I, that comes yeah. up it comes up like every other year now some mma youtuber will make a video about the you know weirdest mma finishes and i'm on it someone will tag me in it or you know send it to me and i'm like yeah yeah i know <laughs> it's so funny though um yeah you know uh i was th- i was three and oh after that um and then kind of got like thrown to the wolves a little bit with my next fight. Um, you know, Eric Apple who's nine and one. His only loss was to a former WEC welterweight champion. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I think I got promoted after that fight. I was a purple belt now, but uh, yeah. So maybe a little in over my head um, in my next uh, match, but kind of rebounded a little bit and then ended up in, in Bellator um the matchmaker uh it's kind of you know right place right time the matchmaker for bellator at the time um was from philly and was familiar with a lot of the local talent and everything so yeah i was on bellator 2 which i'm proud of the second bellator ever i don't know what are they at now Um, 300 okay bellator 300 there you go you know i feel old but you know i'm I'm kind of (laughs) proud of of what i like i said i'm proud of what i did in a short period of time i was on bellator 2 and bellator 11 I won my my fight at Bellator two, um, uh, yeah, and then I, I lost Bellator at Bellator eleven, and then um, kind of knew that I was I was dealing with some injuries with um, my back and everything, and I, I didn't want to kind of end like I did, so did one more. I fought the twenty three hundred arena in South Philly in a local promotion in the main event, and, and uh, got the W there, and, and kind of felt good about how things how things were at that point. So you had um so that's 2010. And yeah. When when did you actually like debut or actually I really training like to know you were going to make an attempt at pro wrestling, then make your actual in ring debut? Because I know there there had to have been quite a gap there between 2010 and when you there, actually. It was. There yeah. was. Yeah. That's why that's the dark ages there. Oh, okay. Um, I see. I see. Gotcha. I didn't know <laughs> how long the, the, those dark ages lasted. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was you. like uh to 20. 2016 um, is when I first stepped into a pro wrestling ring to, to start training. Um, I took those like trial classes and stuff. Um, And then, uh, and then by 2018, which is a bit of time, but 2018, I started full-time training. Gotcha. And then your in-ring debuts were around 2019. Yeah. So, I mean, the wheels, if you guys know anything about Chikara, uh, the wheels of Chikara turn very slowly. It's very story, story driven. And, uh, it was, um, you know, we were part of this, this storyline that kind of wasn't ready to kind of be unveiled yet. So, uh, I started training in January, 2018 and debuted May of, 
2019 in Chicago. Wow. And then, so, so we're talking 2019. Now it's yeah. 2023, about a year or so off. So, I mean, you're, that's, yeah. and being 37 doing this and still being like pretty young in the run, but having accomplished a lot. Like, you said, I, I think you, you first got on my radar through Beyond Wrestling is when mm-hmm. I first started really seeing you often on IWTV. Um, what, I mean, that's what, what's it like being, 37 doing this now because you always hear the stories like ddp starting at 35 but like he didn't have an mma career prior to that i uh, I appreciate you saying ddp too because i think about that all the time i kind of like tell myself i'm like you're the you're the new ddp or the you know you're the this generation's ddp but um because yeah i mean my goal would be to 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 make it you know to get maybe get signed but I, i realize uh you know i've had talks with some people from some companies and when they find out how how old i am i don't hear from them anymore so uh <laughs> you know i yeah. look i i'm you know uh again I'm, I'm very happy with what i've accomplished uh with with uh you know in the short period of time even you know with the layoff now it's like it's weird that there is that gap where i didn't wrestle for like a year and a half but like and mentally it doesn't feel like that it feels like i've been in it the whole time um which I, I know is not true, because uh, they're yeah, I, like you said, debuted officially in, in 2019, and then had that had a large layoff. So yeah, I mean, for you know, for the normal wrestling terms, that's not a lot of time. Uh, you know, that, that, that that's still very young in my career. You know, um, but it doesn't necessarily feel that way <laughs> to me. Sure. It almost feels like the MMA stuff was like all part of it. It's like all, everything that I right. It's like that quote, like everything I've done has led me to this point. So um, I just kind of went a different way about it. Um, you know, some people look at me crazy when, when I say this, but like, uh, you know, I, I got out of mixed martial arts fairly young, uh, you know, just again, short story, like physically financially and mentally it wasn't it wasn't worth it for me uh and then people be like oh you got into wrestling and i'm like well (laughs) i'm like well yeah (laughs) i i I have a i went to school at uh temple for like film and media arts i never really like did anything professionally in that realm but uh like making media and, and telling stories and things like that is definitely a passion of mine and honestly pro wrestling is like this it's like, it's me. It's like physicality, the, the combat sports element, the, the, the storytelling, the, you know, fantasy. It's just, there's so many elements that I like love about pro wrestling. I feel it is like the most underrated art form in, on the planet. Um, and yeah, I, I, and I'm very grateful that I'm able to, to keep doing it right now. So I'm going to keep doing my best to, you know, uh, just keep trucking forward until again, <laughs> until the wheels fall off here. I, I did want to ask about the, you mentioned top companies. They, they, they find out your age and then you don't, you don't know about things, but there you were with a, a company at the end of 2021 yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The pandemic with ROH and you were part of the, the top prospect show. And you, you mentioned like, you are still kind of a, a prospect and sort of in the world of wrestling, despite being 37, but were there any future plans with that? Because that was when they went right on hi- hiatus, right after, basically right yeah. after th- those shows. Yeah, no, it, that's a that's a big bummer for me, you know, uh, having the foot in the door. Uh, basically, at, 
what the goal was for me. You know, it's pretty much been uh, ROH, AEW. Um, I, you know, I don't talk. I'm talking about it with you guys, and I know this is going to be public and everything. I, at this point, I don't care anymore. Talking about my age, I, I, I look a little bit younger than I am, uh, so I kind of get away with that. <laughs> I would never people, have known. Like, yeah, I think yeah. Jeremy, you might have, when I said I was 37, you would have been like, "Oh shit, he's 37." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you're yeah. older than me, and you look way younger than me. Okay. So. Same, same. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, yeah. That's why I wear the hat. <laughs> but um. I, yeah, I don't, I don't care as much anymore. I, I get it. Like, and honestly, like, with a company like AEW, it's like, if uh, I feel like they, they're more open to, you know, signing people that are passionate or, or, or can they can sell in the moment, not necessarily investing in uh, like a 10 year plan or which may or may not be smart. I, you know, I, I don't, I'm not going to kind of get into that, but like, um, you know, I, I, in my heart, I still feel like it's possible. So I'm going to keep going for it. You know, <laughs> um, other companies, maybe not so much. Um, and, and, and that's, and that's fair. You know, again, um, we were talking about earlier and get, getting older and being more injury prone is absolutely a thing. You're seeing it. We see it. We're seeing it a lot in wrestling right now. Like, man, when, when Adam jumped off that, that I, dude, I, I saw it and I was like, Oh no. And I, and I, and then, this is one of the reasons I, I wanted to also get into wrestling is that I had a little more control over what happens to my body, right? Like with mixed martial arts, the person across from me is literally trying to kill you. And, uh, you know, with wrestling, it's, you know, somebody wants to do certain something and maybe I'm like, uh, yeah, maybe not, maybe not this time, you know, or whatever, or I'll try to change things around so that I feel safe and I'm comfortable with, uh, whatever it is that we're, we're going to do in, in a match. Um, that that's always been, that's always been like a big thing for me in, in wrestling. It's just having, having that control, at least, you know, a much higher level of control over, over what's, what's happening, uh, in, in the matches. Now, something that you have to keep in, into account at all times is, is control of your body and also control of your opponent's body. It's just as important to keep your opponent safe in these scenarios as well. It's something that I think you have created that I think is really badass. This is the theme here is badass, by the way. The theme of this interview is badass. The Joe Schilling thing that Mesa, your finishing move is badass. Oh, so, appreciate that. Yeah. So I think you've done a great job of mixing the world of MMA and the world of pro wrestling in a move that looks like. So for people who don't know who haven't seen this, your finishing move is like a top rope avalanche cross arm breaker. That I would and, call that, yeah, my super my super finish. Yeah. Um I like yes. the the uh Chaos Theory uh, finish too, the, or the the Mighty Mouse. He's kind of been up. He's oh, been yes. up a lot lately. But yeah, I, I utilize the Mighty Mouse probably. That's the most. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But but I I often see people sharing the the Avalanche. Yes, um, yes. And um, but no, the Mighty Mouse is that's awesome too. That's a Thank deep you. cut too for the MMA. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I very, very, very much appreciate that too. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't don't get me wrong. Um, but what I love so much about the idea of the Avalanche cross arm breaker is that like. It looks like it would hurt equally bad, like like a superplex would. It's a top rope like bomb, pretty much, mm. and then you're literally landing in the submission hold. It's like yeah. it's like a perfect double whammy of like like a wrestling move for yeah. someone who has an MMA background. How did you come up with that move? So I can't take credit for it at all. I, the first person I saw do it was Kushida in uh, New Japan, and I believe Rocky Romero has used it a lot too. Um, 
I think there's like a PWG match where maybe Zack Sabre did it one time. Um, but yeah, Kushida was the inspiration. I, I, um, when, when new Japan was on like access TV, I used to watch that a lot. And, uh, yeah, it was him in a match with uh Bushi, I believe maybe like a best of the super junior tournament or something like that. Um, yeah, Kushida, uh, definitely another big influence, uh, for me, um, overall in terms of like s- stylistically and, and all that. Uh, another guy like Kyle O'Reilly, um, he's another guy that kind of inspired me to, to, uh, maybe you know want to try this out because he again maybe he didn't doesn't have a professional MMA background but um, definitely a MMA background um, in terms of his his training and everything. I think Kyle O'Reilly for a guy who doesn't have a professional background is one of the best when it comes to blending all yes. of that uh, stuff. So that's a good yep. shout with with that. And then you know speaking of kind of blending stuff. Bloodsport, uh, Bloodsport put on by Josh Barnett. And obviously he likes to put in the different wrestling and MMA techniques and, uh, and elements. And you are a guy who has competed in both. So what was it like kind of competing in that world as one of the the few guys who has actually also stepped in, into the cage? Uh, I've been scheduled for a few more than I, than I've done, but I've, so I've had three Bloodsport matches and, um, I, I'll, I'll point to my match with, with Simon, Simon Grimm. Um, we didn't really call a whole lot, like maybe two, three things. And then other than that, we just kind of went out there and basically it would be like a, like a hard sparring session or like, you know, I was like, I'm going to try to palm strike you and you need to try to block it. <laughs> uh, he, 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 he bloodied my nose. He, he head butted me <laughs> at one point. Um, uh, that's a, that's a shoot. I'm not like, fucking around. Like one point we were grappling and I don't know, he probably didn't do it as hard as he could, but he gave me a headbutt. I always give him shit about that. But, uh, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, they're like, it, I mean, this is, don't want to go off on a tangent, but like the match with, um, Barnett and Claudio from last week, uh, did you guys see that? Oh yeah, if yeah. You have it, you should, yeah. Oh yeah, it's amazing. Oh, yeah, it was right? box on commentary, like explaining who Barnett <laughs> is for people who wouldn't know too. I thought yeah. that was so good. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I just I love that was um that was incredible. Uh, I'm so happy for Josh. Uh, the match, it was just, it was great. Um, that's I would love to see more of that on uh you know on television. Um, <laughs> and you know if. That, that's that's the stuff that I would love to bring to the to the table. But uh, in terms of blood sport, yeah, they're definitely some of my favorite matches. To I feel like most comfortable, uh, <laughs> you know, doing those types of doing those types of matches. And um, yeah, I mean, they they can be a lot of fun. Very probably more more physical than you know uh, a, a regular match. But again, um, if you have two professionals that have experience with. Um, you know, I would say sparring and stuff like that in a, in a, in a controlled environment. Uh, that's basically what you're doing. You're just, it's like a controlled, a controlled spar where you're not like, I'm not, I wasn't trying to knock out Simon Grimm, but I'm like making real contact with my palm on his face. If he didn't do anything, like if he just stood there, I think that if you, if you go back and watch it, the first one I threw was like much quicker than maybe he was expecting. And I kind of caught him and he's like, Oh shit, this is like, it's going down. <laughs> I'm like, Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they've all been, they've all been great. I, I'm so grateful to have, 
been on those shows and um i i look forward to hopefully being on more in the future yeah something that i think they do so good in that show is just like and i've seen it at other companies as well like uh paradigm with like their uwfi style shows mm-hmm. and stuff like that i think have done a good job with it and stuff the presentation and, and but have you um you don't need to name names of course but like as somebody who's been in both worlds i'm sure you've seen i, I mean i know i've seen wrestlers before <laughs> where like you can tell they're trying to implement MMA, but like they ha- don't have a background in it. Like, do you spot that like immediately? And like, what are your thoughts when you see that? Are you just kind of like, you shouldn't be doing this? Or like, do you ever say something about it? Because sometimes it's like really obvious that like they're throwing kicks completely wrong. And like, you know, you, it just, you pick up on it if you watch both. Maybe wrestling fans probably don't. You know what I mean? Yeah. So this is an interesting subject. Um, I, and I kind of appreciate you bringing it up because uh, I, I, it does bother me when people utilize certain techniques and it's bad. Yeah. Uh, but the problem is wrestling fans don't really know that it's bad. Right. So it might still get cheered or whatever. Like Because honestly, pro, pro wrestling fans, they might still relate to like someone trying to hit someone else. That's still like a thing that you can always relate to so whether the kick was good or not doesn't really matter um but in terms of like tech like technique in the in the kicks i appreciate that a lot so when i see people kicking in in pro wrestling especially in america uh i like uh matt, matt seidel comes to mind um uh brian danielson uh, malachi black um those are some of the guys off t- you know of course kyle um, those are some of the guys like when they kick, I'm like, you know, like chef's kiss. I'm like, oh, yes, thank you. Thank you. You know, uh, because it, I guess this is again, sorry, a little, little tangent, but like, like guys like Mox and, and, and Brian doing things like arm bars and leg kicks and stuff. It makes, and now when people watch my matches, they'll be like, they might not think I'm copying them, but it, it becomes like more acceptable in, in a pro wrestling ring. Uh, where when I do it, especially when I first started, I don't get this a lot anymore, but a couple times it'd be like, this isn't MMA or whatever. Yeah. You know, I'd get like some fan would yell that and maybe because I was the bad guy or whatever. But um, now now you're seeing, you know, I, I made a comment about Wrestle Dream the other day. I've never seen that many cross arm breaker attempts in on a, a pay-per-view ever. It was like Zach had one... Uh, shibata there was i you know i could probably go on there was a there were so many matches with like an arm bar like a like a cross arm breaker in it and i was like um you know this, this, this is pretty sweet for me like i don't know uh it's just becoming a more recognizable thing it's like in pro wrestling when you see somebody slap on a boston crab or like a figure four you almost automatically know at least that that's a submission. Even if you've like, haven't watched much wrestling for some reason, those types of moves are like so iconic that you just get like, even the most like layman of, of wrestling fan kind of knows what's going on. So, um, you know, and this is something I've had to adapt to a little bit. Like sometimes my stuff can go like way over people's heads. I, it, maybe it's a little too complicated. The tra- tra- you know, the grappling or the transitions. Um, that's still something I, I feel like I have gotten a lot better at. But just like trying to keep things simple that the crowd can understand what's going on or show that the the, the struggle is happening. And um, 
you know, that my opponent's trying to get out of it. And then I'm using some type of technique to like counter that. Um, so that, that's always something I've had to kind of try to adapt to. Cause at the end of the day too, I do want to show like, um, I, I, I do want to show like a, I won't say different because there are other guys that have been doing this stuff before me, like, like Zach Saber and uh, John Gresham come to mind. Those are also guys that I watched a lot um, kind of starting and, and before I got started, because they utilize a lot of like jujitsu techniques. And, and I was, I was like, man, I, I, I know, I know what he's doing. I, I could do that. So again, it kind of inspired me to, that's part of what inspired me to, to start. Um, but yeah, all that stuff, like becoming more normalized. Obviously I, I, I'm a big fan of that. <laughs> Sure. But, but on the flip side, like you, you, you detect pretty quickly when like somebody doesn't have the background. Uh, yeah. So uh, sorry to, to kind of, I would say, I would say if uh, to wrestlers out there, I would, I would say, you know, please get some like formal training in, in certain techniques. It's like, I always compare it to like, if somebody did like a, like a crappy um, snap suplex or something like right. that wouldn't be very acceptable or people would probably crap all over that. Um, yeah. You know, like you can't, it's like you're butchering these techniques. Like I'm sure, you know, as ruthless as the IWC is anyway to, for certain things, again, if somebody's like doing, yeah, again, like a, a regular suplex or a run of the mill, like wrestling move, but it's all, it's all sloppy or the technique is off. Like they're going to, they're probably going to hear about that or fans are not going to like it. But as mixed martial arts too, has become more uh, mainstream, I think people are seeing how kicks are actually thrown and uh, how strikes are actually thrown. So um, those types of things are becoming more like fans kind of just recognize and maybe appreciate the folks that do throw those types of techniques with 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 good good form or good technique whatever you want to call it sure i mean obviously like you know the ufc and WWE merging recently tko mm -hmm. like yeah. i mean so there's going to be even more of that coming up soon yeah. i'm sure with like people wanting to see crossover stuff and people in both worlds now this is a riddle me this um matt so i i just have a just to pick your brain a little bit now you mm -hmm. mentioned like not having like like trained in MMA or like a background in MMA, but like attempting these moves and like and knowing the difference. What would you say if like hypothetically speaking, somebody like had trained for years in MMA and maybe even competed in the UFC and it still didn't look very good? Like, would you recommend like they maybe change their move set to where like they weren't using those techniques because it didn't look good because they can just use other moves that would like look better? Jeremy, why are you laughing? I don't, I don't, are you like, are you guys trying to get me in trouble? No, I'm something? not trying to get you in trouble. <laughs> no, you, 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 don't, you don't have to answer that question all right, at all. all right. okay. No, um, not, I, I will, I will, I will be transparent with you, Matt. He's not trying to get anybody in trouble. Uh, he is not a fan of, of one CM Punk and the way he throws his strikes. And you having a, an MMA background and being successful in MMA, he is very much picking your brain and just wondering kind of your thoughts on how CM Punk has sort of transitioned using his MMA where he was not very successful and then kind of putting that in pro wrestling. And I think we can all agree CM Punk is a very good pro wrestler. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, 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 by, and by the way, this is topical too, because I've heard Bobby Fish talk about this. I've heard other people that respect martial arts talk about this specifically. And you're just kind of like the perfect person to ask him about this. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think the problem is somebody would have to, 
tell them to stop. Right. And and I mean, yeah, I I I can't I can't comment on um, of course Phil's stuff. So uh, no. <laughs> I, well, I think we all we all agree that fantastic professional wrestler. Um, it's just been it was just it was just an interesting. I was just I was just curious if you had any thoughts on that. Um, because I've heard other wrestlers talk about it. Yeah. No. I mean. Um, you know, if 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 I do a technique or a spot or a move, and uh, I have a I have a good coach, um, they're probably going to be honest with me and be like, "You either need to work on that, or I would maybe change that to something else." Um, and yeah, and that, and that could be literally anything, uh, uh, you know, any anything in wrestling, like a, a Irish whip or a a body slam. Um, you know, if it's like. Yeah, Matt, Matt, I think Matt, you need to work on your body slam, or, or maybe I would change that spot up a little bit, or or, or something like that. So you kind of need like a, I would say like a, a mentor or somebody you respect to 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 maybe help you you kind of come up with something new or or or, or to work on that. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it does it 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 bugs me a little bit when. Uh, that like techniques are i don't even know how to word it no it's okay <laughs> well, well just as a fan because i don't want yeah i'm not trying to put you on the spot or no like, yeah, yeah. uncomfortable position at all like i, I really am not like because though because you know it I, I personally as a fan of both i think it kind of disrespects both because like you're you're making like the like the pro wrestling audience doesn't understand what they're what they're seeing like yeah. they, they don't know the difference in these techniques potentially so like they're kind of like being deceived and then the mma world like you're seeing that and you're like like even Bobby Fish said himself, he's like, I've been throwing, you know, step back kicks my entire life, but like, I don't throw super kicks. Cause like, I just don't, I just doesn't look right when I throw super kicks for whatever reason, it doesn't look good, but I can throw, I could throw kicks my entire, my entire life. Yeah, no, I, I, I pretty much agree with what you just said. So yeah. yeah. Cool. Jeremy, go ahead with your question next. Is I apologize, Starks... Matt. I swear to God, I swear I'm no. not trying to get you. Any, no, any, I, I get yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Is Billy Starks a bully? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, you guys know I wrestled Billy, right? Yeah, that's why. That's why I brought okay. it up. Um, <laughs> no, she's uh, she's probably she's exactly like she comes off on on television or anywhere else. She's yeah, that's not like a gimmick she's doing. She's actually like just a bubbly, happy person. At least uh, you know that's how she presents herself backstage too. So um, no, she was great to work with and. Um, yeah, I'm super happy for Billy. Uh, everything that's been going on with her uh, in her career recently has been awesome. Everyone says, and every, anytime I've talked to Billy, she's she's been fantastic. There is just a a joke and a bit that Billy Billy Starks likes to bully people because <laughs> it uh, she's bully Starks to a lot of people. <laughs> it's a it's a complete joke, and that's why I was trying to lighten the mood after <laughs> no. all of that. I didn't know you know if she. But she gets people to try to do dumb stuff. So I will ask that. Did did she present any ideas of like, hey, let's do this stupid thing where <laughs> no. we can all get hurt? No, no. Um, the finish to that match was I caught her out of her big swanton in an arm bar. So um, that might have been. I can't remember who who whose idea that was, but uh, I enjoyed the finish. So yeah, it was pretty sweet. I yeah I. Um, yeah, I got no complaints. 
wrestling guys like uh will yuda daniel garcia um yeah. alex kane who, who i'm high on like mm-hmm. what's it what's it like sharing the ring with, with uh these people especially you know i think you did the pure rules match with uh yuda and garcia is like almost straight up pure rules but what's it like sharing sharing the ring those guys with those guys yeah i mean uh it's interesting you, you bring them up because those are i would say like daniel wheeler and uh lee moriarty i are guys that like i feel like i was i've been like chasing or i was trying to i was trying to like get like to their level um as quickly as i could after i debuted um they were kind of the talk of the town like as i was kind of starting to cut my teeth on the independence and um i was so lucky to be able to have like a a a program with with yuda essentially um in 2021 we wrestled four times um uh, twice, twice at beyond. Um, and, and two of those matches are like top three for me, like in terms of my career, uh, two of them with Wheeler Yuta. So, um, Daniel, I got to wrestle at ICW, um, during a co- the collective weekend, uh, or it was now nah, maybe not, it was, but it was in Indiana and, um, yeah, again, super nice. I'll call him a kid uh, for the, you know, it's just much younger than me, but super nice guy. Um, And uh, yeah, I I am, I never, I haven't been able to wrestle Lee. Um, uh, Oh, Alex is super nice too. I mean, uh, you know, I am, I feel so lucky. Like there's, you know, wrestling is like, you hear a lot of horror stories, you know, about just like guys that are like just wrestlers that are grumpy. I feel like a lot of these guys are maybe I don't, again, I don't like talking bad about anything or anyone, but like just guys that are maybe wrestle in the same place over and over. And they're just kind of, they feel like they should be somewhere else or, or something, or they, they should be bigger than they are. And may, maybe they have a little bit of a, a thing about that. And so they, and whenever they see a new guy coming up, they want to like kind of shit on the new people or, or whatever, because like, that's how they feel now. And they, some kind of weird thing. Um, but I guess, again, Chikara, the locker room was incredible. Um, you know, one of my first singles matches was was with uh, Jigsaw, who, who's, who's wrestled all over ROH Impact. It was in Chikara forever. He was so nice to me and, uh, you know, was so receptive to my ideas. Again, I had maybe under 10 singles matches at the time or something. Um, and I'm, I'm forever grateful for him. Um the, a lot of the, I guess what I'm trying to say, a lot of the locker rooms that I've been in, beyond wrestling, uh, JCW, Paradigm, just just like a good group of people that are just trying to, just trying to, we're all we're all in this together. We're all trying to like, you know, wrestling is hard. It, 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 as much as you know, this pulled me out of the dark ages. It's like it kind of brought me to a different spot because <laughs> it's 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 tough, like mentally. Um, and so we're all just we're all in it together. We're all just like grinding, working hard, trying to get to the same spot in, in, in a way. So I guess that's why there could be a lot of like stepping on toes and things like that. But in from what I from my out of all my matches, like I would say 98 percent of them have been very pleasant experiences. So um, you know. I, uh, again, I, I'm I'm very grateful for that. And I, again, I think a lot of that is because I was lucky to like kind of get in with Beyond pretty quickly, and that kind of and then get that Bloodsport booking in 2019, and that kind of was like you know maybe some of the higher level indies or 
whatever like who's this kid and let's try him out or whatever so i i, I got to work with some with some good places um and yeah I, i've had nothing but um nothing but nothing but good experiences and and i i i always i'm very conscious of like making sure i you know i'm being very respectful to everyone and 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 it's, respecting your elders and like, or, or people that have been around veterans, people that have been even, you know, people younger than me um, that have been doing this longer than me. I'm, I, I try to be as, as nice as I can. I don't, I, I hate um, so for all my career choices and everything. I hate confrontation. Like I hate like social <laughs> confrontation. So, um, you know, I, I do like physicality and competition and things like that, but um, you know, I, I'm just, I'm just trying to be a, trying to be a nice guy. I guess <laughs> we, we appreciate that. I, I got one, one last question for you, yeah, Matt. Man. And it's, it's about the, uh, the most recent match you had against Braden tune at JCW. You just mentioned yeah. JCW. You've been there a bit more regular wrestled Alex Coughlin recently there as well. Yeah. Um, what, what are maybe some of your goals with JCW? Because of course that they're like a sister company, or whatever you want to call it to GCW, their, their, their events air on their YouTube channel, which I really love that you can watch those shows for free. Yeah. Um, what, what, I know you said your overall experience has been positive, like in independent wrestling, just in general, but JCW specifically, you got some thoughts on them. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, I do kind of look at JCW as like, whatever you want to call it, the NXT of GCW. I mean, there's no really no, no other way around that. Um, so with that being said, I, 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 I would love to kind of become more of a mainstay at GCW one day. Um, but there's part of me too that's like maybe I could be like this the 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 draw at JCW like I'd be the like you know there's guys on the on the come up but then there's like you know you got to have maybe there's somebody like bigger that would sell tickets like they just had Tracy Williams uh there wrestling um you know uh and again Ring of Honor a former like Ring of Honor tag team champion all that stuff um you know, I don't know, maybe there's been talks that maybe, maybe he and I tag a little bit. I don't know. Something just stuff like that. So like, I, I don't know. I, I, I really enjoy those JCW shows as well. Uh, th those fans are, are great. They're great wrestling fans. Um, yeah, there's always a good energy in, in the room and, um, yeah, it's just a place I, I like look forward to, to wrestling. Um, of course, you know, GCW has a little bit different flavor. It's a little bit, I guess the, the death match stuff, it's like a little bit, you know, a little bit more hardcore. Uh, but they, they have, you know, they book like John Gresham, uh, Zach Sabre Jr., you know, guys like that. So um, yeah, I guess I just have to keep proving that I can get it done at, at JCW and, uh, and then, and, and maybe become, you know, uh, kind of move, get the call to, to go up to a GCW, you know, one more follow up about that. Do you yeah. have any interest in doing death matches? Like if you got the call and they offered it to you, that's something you'd be open to. Um, uh, you know, it's funny. Like, so <laughs> I mean, I don't want to, well, I don't know. I don't think my wife wants me to bleed, you know, <laughs> I just, I would probably do it. I would do like one. Here's the thing. If you want my honest, like, I really think those types of matches should be like saved for some type of blow off or like it, there should be some kind of build. I'm not a big fan and, and Brett Lauderdale, forgive me, but like, 
death matches for the sake of death matches is just not my thing. Um, I can see it, it is. I can see why it would be entertaining and why people would be into it. Um, if I'm going to do a death match, I want it to, uh, I, I definitely would want it to be part of a, a feud or some type of, some type of blow off with somebody. Um, yeah, I just, it's so like, this is from, this is, this is a little, just a little scratch, but us little grappler guys, we have like a running joke where we wrestle at these shows. Cause you know, they had the fight club weekend the night before. Right. So, right. so there's, there's still shards of glass basically all over the, the ring and they're, they're sweep. Don't get me wrong. They're trying to sweep it out, clean everything out. But those light tubes, it, it just gets, I've had some type of abrasion or, or scratch just from grappling around on a deathmatch canvas for the last few weeks that I can imagine, you know, like this, I don't know where this came from, but I swear it's from like just me bumping or, or rolling. And I just get a little cut up on on the glass, so <laughs> I'm we, basically already a deathmatch guy. <laughs> there you go. There you go. We've had up your rate when when that happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had a few wrestlers mention that oh, Greeny, I think, was what because he wrestles mm. barefoot. He's like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I fall, yeah. I fall in these deathmatch people. Yeah, yeah. the the glass gets it stays out there, and then yeah. you know pricks in his feet and everything. Yeah, we've had a few wrestlers mention of like. I ain't following these death matches. Maybe uh, <laughs> something to clean things up here. Uh, last one. Uh, we ask everybody this. What is the coolest thing in your room? In my room? Yes. And if you oh, don't mind showing us, if you're able to, we would love to yeah. see it. Oh, in this room? Um, I mean, I got my wedding album. <laughs> that was pretty um, cool. Hey, as a, as, a, as a wife guy and a wedding guy, a person yeah. who loves love, I respect uh, that. <laughs> I have some some wrestling posters like jc i love one of the reason i like jcw is they always have posters and i always grab one so i have That's a bunch awesome. of jcw posters uh cool. this is from when i won the the uskba amateur title i had the the weapon x hair i did i did bleach you know you remember back in the day guys when everyone used to all the mma guys dyed their hair blonde like yeah. tito ortiz <laughs> and everybody you know what i mean like Absolutely. that's that was me i just did it with like three stripes three <laughs> the three stripes uh, and this was a photo that a friend of mine took and, uh, yeah, I, I, I she got it framed for me. So, um, that is very cool. Yeah. And, um, I don't know, this is, I, this, I have this here for some reason. Oh, nice. It's uh, a <laughs> WWE Pez. Pez. Yeah. That's sweet. Yeah. yeah. I'm so a collector. We'll, we'll go with oh, yeah. that. We'll go with yes. that. Very cool. That's very sweet. cool. Love it. It's just, I don't know why that's down there. But it's there. <laughs> Matt, we want to thank you for, for joining us tonight. We really appreciate it. Uh, yeah. Thank you for your time. Thank you for talking to us uh, for nearly an hour here. And let everybody know where they can find you at. Uh, I'm on, on Twitter, like it has on the screen here, at uh, the Matt Mikowski. And then uh, my Instagram is Matthew Mikowski. There you go. Thank you, Matt. We, we appreciate it again. Everyone go follow him. All the links are below. Go support him. Thank you again, Matt. We appreciate your time tonight. And guys, we'll be right back here on the Spotlight. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.